I was just thinking about how it's been such a long time since I've manifested and meditated and how the equal act in those parts together is somewhat of praying. But I've always been kind of detached from the art of praying because I don't like the begging aspect. When I decided to reclaim my spirituality and the art of the moments alone when you're the most vulnerable and you're asking or you're declaring you need something from this thing that exists everywhere and nowhere all at the same time the honesty and the wholeness of the soul and the heart and the mind and the pride and the ego just dissolving essentially is when the human asks for something but I think it's a very different vantage point for the human to be begging but likewise begging comes with a level of humility that most of us can't quite land on right that to be begging the creator and begging the genius for anything you know it's a sense of rawness that includes this level of like empathy right because imagine you're this larger than life being and you see this human being with tears coming down its eyes begging for graciousness begging for literally anything how could you turn them down right when do people pray the most you know when do people beg the most and how often are those two acts intertwined in a level of no return when i think about praying or begging in those matters my first instinct that came to my mind was like a couple in a hospital and their child has has some sort of disease and they're begging and praying for a miracle please save my child please i need a miracle And that, within itself, is this base level of humanity that goes beyond the ego. Because it's for someone else. It's not even for yourself. You know? My next scene is a mother with two little boys begging and praying that Her car doesn't get taken or her lights doesn't get shut off because she doesn't have enough money. Praying for a savior, praying and begging for someone to come along and save them and help them. How could you not spring into magic and give that mother, give that person what they desire? Which is why I find this whole law of attraction thing 
And this idea of scripting and declaring things as yours, quite interesting. And writing things in a matter as if they were already yours and walking as the wish fulfilled. Um, because it takes away that level of doubt, right? And then sometimes in begging and praying, you're pleading because that doubt can't exist in your universe. Otherwise, it's over. But when you assume that it's already done and you assume that things are already going your way, that doubt doesn't exist. In a way, when begging and pleading, you're kind of allowing there to be room in your light, in your life for a no. That's how we got to that point anyways, right? Because they teach us, you should just walk around like your bills are paid. Have the confidence, have the reassurance, have the clarity to know that like you're good. Don't ever think that you can't be anything. That you can always be everything. Because we know what doubt does to one's confidence. Right? Like you grow up talking to water or talking to a person and instilling doubts, planting seeds. And next thing you know, this person is doubting themselves for the rest of their lives. Vice versa, you walk around talking to water, saying how much you love it or telling a child how much they, you love them and how great they're going to be. And they turn out to be great. Because they know of nothing else. But I feel like the faith element is one that kind of turns this whole thing on its nose. Because if you're meditating and you're silent and you can feel the faith within you because it changes you, it changes how you speak, it changes the way you think, and your entire limeware and hardware inside of you is completely altered. So when you manifest, it's already certain. And especially if you've been doing this for quite some time, that it always comes. And at this point in your life, you're just sitting there waiting on the edge of your seat to see how grand it'll be when it shows up this time. And as I'm sitting here as the observer of myself, I find it very interesting that I haven't manifested, prayed, or meditated in a long time. It's always interesting to observe myself coming from a level of faith to a level of complete detachment and then completing the cycle again. Because there's been a cycle, and I don't know if you guys live in the same cycle or you guys are totally good with like being in consistency, but living a life in which you ask for something and it happens for you, and you get time to live with the thing 
and throughout you having the thing you're praying you're in love in love with it sorry my verbs i just drank a bunch of water (laughs) you're in love with it you're admiring it you're getting to know it you're going through the trials and tribulations of it and then it goes and then you're realizing you're like okay why did this to myself i called this thing into my life and then you're like okay well now i never want to do that again and it instills this doubt within you that you knew what you were doing in the first place that you know what you're doing in the first place that you know what you're doing is what's good for you because at one point this is what you wanted but you had to learn the lesson that you never needed this thing if anything the only thing that you really needed was faith that you could have everything because maybe if you knew you could have anything and everything maybe there was nothing you would have asked for anyways Or maybe you would have asked for more. I find being a passenger to your life quite interesting in the realm of spirituality and meditation, praying and manifesting. Because at one point you're dealing with the past version of you, as we just mentioned, who wanted something. And then you're living it and you're dealing with the present version of you who has it. And you should be quite grateful and quite quite happy that you asked for something and you got it. But at the same time, the reality of what comes with it snipes the, that experience away from you. And then to maintain it instead of allowing it to go away and losing faith, what does that look like? rising to the occasion to be the person who can handle such things right so the passenger becomes the driver and is now in control of this entire thing where you're now responsible for yourself in every aspect of it the make of it the model of it how it drives how much gas you're going to put into it are you going to go take it for an oil change or are you going to drive super fast super slow what it what becomes of you once you become in the driver's seat of your life And isn't it interesting how we tend to do what has always been done? I find it to be very courageous to be continuous in something. And the only thing I've kind of almost always been continuous in has been just living. (laughs) I'm just, listen, I'm one for like, if it's not working for me, I gotta go. I'm not like going to hang on to watch this thing crash and burn. I'm going to go get help and 
when I come back, hopefully it's not worse, but at least when I come back, I'll be able to do something about it. That's the kind of person I am. So what does going get help look like? And the level of consciousness. What does finding help to better the situation look like? tough question my only immediate answer is to just simply have faith in yourself that you'll be alright faith in this situation simulation construct danya (laughs) realm matrix that whatever created this thing created you that means you are of it and you are it so you must trust it and trust you to some degree otherwise how would we all be here right now and sometimes being alone with those thoughts inspires this incredibleness within that drives you to make you want to connect to it by meditating more or manifesting more just so that you're in tune with it just so that you can feel it just so that you're in it like water water never ends or begins it is the life, it is the death, it is all things and so to submerge yourself into the water is to allow what's inside of you to be outside of you and what is you is of you to be in of you and around you and so to think of meditating or manifesting and praying there has to be a silver lining and clarity in the fact that all of these things exist simultaneously, correct? And it's always been one of my weird issues with religion in a, tradi- in a traditional Western sense that echoes this level of punishment, that echoes this level of Uh, harshness and and, and viciousness you know when I was studying Islam and I was reading the Quran I was quite baffled by how harsh some of the words were that I read and likewise I'm sure in all the books there is this harshness this gnawing, this thrashing, this hell this cast fire of punishment that one must undertake if one does not believe, as if fear has always been the proper way to get people into doing what you want them to do, instead of protection. Right? Like, 
if I walked around and I said, hey, meditation protects you. Manifestation protects you. Praying protects you. My next question would be, well, protects me from what? And then we're back at fear. Protects you from something that you should fear. Well, what exactly should I fear and why should I be fearing it? And where does this thing exist? And why in a world of fear do I need to feel these feelings of fear instead of the original point in the beginning should just be your base level of connection with this genius, with you, with yourself. I think about everything that I could possibly fear in this world. And the last thing is myself. Because I'm all I've had. And I and I and I guess I could speak to like even if you have parents who are super involved and love you and you feel like you can go to them for everything you still have yourself it's still just you and your thoughts and your feelings in your mind and what you're going through and how you're going through them and so internally there has to be a safe haven with what's going on with you whether it's completely amazing you know, or completely terrible. So maybe not using those religious factors of protection and fear is the right streamline of thought. Perhaps it's peace. consistency an infinite wave of existence that's what meditation gives you that's what manifestation gives you and to a degree the way in which you think about it prayer gives you the same thing this infinite source of peace and conversation and connector with the genius, the thing that is within you, of you, that made you, that is of you, that speaks to you, that is waiting for you to speak to it. And you know, I started my podcast off with, you know, I haven't prayed in a long time. or manifested or meditated because what's my problem with peace I love it I love the silence and the excitement of reading of existing but the internal peace part
it's almost like looking for external things, whether that's manifesting or praying for external things, always disrupts that line of thought. And leads me back into a place where I'm like, okay, I don't want anything to do with that ever again. But I always find my way back to it. But it's the simple fact of like looking for something outside of yourself brings you this level of discontentment in which you felt like you needed it. But then again, like I said, this infinite improvisation is constantly just reassuring you, hey, you don't need it. Whatever it is. And so when I'm lying here and I'm like, yo, what what could I, what should I manifest? What should I meditate on? And the, I pull out the metaphorical list. Nothing's on it. <laughs> and as much as that probably would have one day been daunting to me. I'm actually quite proud that that list is empty. Because it finally settled on the fact that I don't want anything that I can't have or can't do myself. That there's nothing I really want to ask the creator to give me. I don't want anything external. And when I think about it, the parents who are in the hospital praying for their child to get a miracle or the mother who's praying for her car or her lights to stay on, they're not asking for anything external. They're asking to be resumed with this internal peace. And I guess that's why those examples came to me the way that they did because these miracles that they are manifesting is an internal ask. Bring peace to me for the situation I've landed in. Bring peace to my child. Bring peace to my, my mind, my heart, so that I may resume life unscathed or dis, undis, in, in disrupted without being disrupted. And it wasn't until this conversation just now that I realized this. And that this is a heightened state of evolution that was desperately needed. Because there will become a point in your life where you don't necessarily need anything external. Like, you realize that money worth having is tied to your internal peace. A relationship worth having is tied to your internal peace. 
A house worth having is tied to your internal peace. A car worth having is tied to your internal peace. Family worth enjoying is tied to your internal peace. Friends worth having are tied to your internal peace. Traveling is tied to your internal peace. All of these things are internal notes that must be played beautifully. The pitch can't be too high. The bass can't be too low. The song has to be a beautiful melody. And what is dawning on me now is that you don't need to need something to speak to the creator. You don't need to be asking for anything to have a conversation with him, with it. You don't need to be confessing anything. You don't need to be venting anything. You don't need to like declare anything. You don't need to prove anything. All you have to do is just be. To maintain this connection, this continuous wave with it. And the pursuit of your life, and the pursuit of your peace, and the pursuit of yourself, all of it will unfold quite naturally, quite beautifully. And that is tethered to your internal peace. And if your faith, however it, it is, gives you that internal peace, then hey, what does what I say matter? As far as what I like or don't like. That's what happens when you meditate. The world around you is quiet and you can clearly hear the in-between. You can hear the waves and the colors that the creator speaks to you as the imagery that appears in your mind and in your heart. The clarity that flourishes your soul and the peace that f flushes over your body. So, since I have you here with me, let's do it. Let's engage in a conversation with the in-between. We're going to spend the next 15 minutes breathing. Allowing for silence to be the center of our connection. And let our main conversation be what the creator is that of peace there's nothing on our minds, there's nothing on our hearts, there's nothing we have to say, there's nothing we have to yell. Let it speak through your breath. Be heard through your breathing. And allow it to be soothed and calmed 
by being at peace in a conversation with the infinite wave of existence. You ready? Let's go. Take a deep breath in. Release it. Take a deep breath in. Hold it in your stomach. And release it through your mouth. I imagine your birth the moment the genius created you to be that of complete peace, calm, and stillness where everything in the room allowed it to focus on how it wanted you to be how it wanted you to think the birth chart it wanted you to have the life it wanted you to live the gifts it wanted to enchant you with and the lessons it had in store for you to learn and for you to connect with it along the way or at least learn how to And as you grew and grew and grew, you learned the power of speaking to the Creator was more than complaining, more than asking, more than the rhythm, the blues, and the euphoria of peace, and what it brings to your world, enchanting your life, softening who you are.
As you manifest, as thoughts fill your head, allow them to pass through you like waves as you're floating on the water. All things that instill fear, or all things that are shielded over you in forms of protection, do away with it all. you with the narrative that you need something external to make you who you are, to give you who you are. The armor means nothing if it falls off. But peace, peace isn't something Peace lives in your breath. Peace is what beats your heart. Peace is what gives you confidence, motivation. Peace is what gives you love. Peace gives you life. As you continue to Anything external that you may be asking for is not worth it until it's met with the internal match of peace. Ask for peace in your finances before you ask for better finances. Ask for peace in your home before you ask for a new home. Ask for peace with your internal love before you ask for an external love. Ask for peace in the mind before you ask for anything. And may all things that you desire be granted to you in the harmony of peace. to love yourself.
I'm going to turn to your conversation with the creator. Love you.